0: Yo, man, what's up? It's the Dual Vision Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. It's your boy, Dominic. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Devin. You know what I'm saying? We're here to give you another episode and talk about some things. Uh, Dev, how you doing, man? What you up to? How's your week going?
1: Hey, what's up, Dom? Uh, You know, it's another week, uh, another week of busyness in uh, work. Uh, It's it's the typical week that I have, uh, you know, writing articles for other websites and Friday night football, of course, high school football, you know, um, and then watching the college games while I'm working on Saturdays and then catching some of the NFL action on Sundays. So, uh, you know, recording this on uh, Sunday, October 18th, Um, you know, glad to be back. We took a week off last week, uh, kind of uh, both of us working on our our different things and, you know, different things going on with our life. Uh, But it's good to be back and, and good to hop back on this podcast.
0: Yes, sir. It's definitely wonderful to get back. You know, we took a week off, you know, just to regather um, and rekindle our thoughts and make sure, you know, we both align for this week's podcast. Um, so I want to jump into the first topic. Um, how about the Lakers, bro? You know what I'm saying? Um, LeBron, who is my GOAT, you know what I'm saying? Who is truly my GOAT. Um, he pulled it off. He uh he got his third, he, he well, he he has his fourth ring, but with a third team, which I think is probably like one of the most amazing accomplishments ever as a NBA player because that just shows you, you know, he can go anywhere and literally win a championship. So what are your thoughts on the Lakers and LeBron James as he you know moves a little closer into the GOAT debate? which I think he's already there, but how do you feel after seeing LeBron put on his performance in this finals and the Lakers overall, how do you feel about LeBron James now?
1: Uh, my thoughts never changed about LeBron James. He's always been in a GOAT discussion, in my opinion. Uh, after he won the championship for Cleveland back in 2016, he cemented that Accomplishment and, and being talked about as one of the best players of all time. Uh, I know a lot of people will try to discredit him and say that you know they don't think he's a goat or anything like that. Um, and you know, I mean, for me, I see both sides of the argument. Um, I don't know if he's there as being the greatest basketball player of all time. Honestly, uh, you know, Jordan going six and zero in the finals. That's kind of hard to top, but he's definitely the most accomplished NBA player of all time. Uh, Multiple finals MVPs, multiple regular season MVPs, uh, perennial all-star every single year. Um, You know, one of the best defensive players, probably one of the best wing defensive players of all time. Uh, If you, you know, look at his peak years and how he was defensively. So there's nothing that he can't do. And, you know, him in a Lakers winning championship is just a testament to him being still the best player on the planet. Uh, Now, obviously, when Cameron Durant returns, you know, this upcoming season, uh, he will try to gun back for that because I I think he was playing at probably the highest level of his career before he went down in, uh, you know, game, I believe game five of the finals of last year uh, for Golden State. I think Kevin Durant was playing at a supremely high level. He was the best player in the world at the time. Uh, I know Kawhi Leonard had his playoff run with the Toronto Raptors, but what Kevin Durant did to the Clippers in that first round of the series and what he was doing to the Rockets before he went down uh, with that injury, that calf injury, he was playing on an unreal level. So, uh, but getting back to LeBron James, he had a great season. Uh, Obviously, he... A lot of people want him to win regular season MVP, but Giannis definitely deserved it. Uh, But once again, Giannis came up short in the playoffs and it's a regular season award. I know a lot of people, like I said, think LeBron should have won the MVP in the regular season. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter for LeBron. You know, he's going for finals MVPs and and championships and uh, the Lakers are in a good position. Uh, obviously they got Anthony Davis in the fold. They're planning on re-signing him uh, for a longer-term deal. And then you got, you know, some role players still in the mix. Obviously Caruso, Kuzma, uh, KCP played very well in the finals. Rondo was a key piece, but he's probably on the way out. So, yeah, you got to look forward to next season. The Lakers got to start building, and I think they, they're they going to need better role players. Uh, a lot of teams are going to be back healthy and upgrading. I expect the Clippers who upgrade, who just hired Ty Lu as their head coach. Um, and I expect a lot of other teams to upgrade as well. Maybe Portland uh, attempts to, you know, go out and get a marquee player. Uh, Melo may not be coming back to Portland. You know, there's a lot of uh, question marks for a lot of teams in a Western Conference. Eastern Conference wise, uh, 76ers with a new coach. You know, uh, Kyrie Irving, KD coming back for the Nets. So it should be interesting to see how the NBA unfolds. But, you know, congratulations to the Lakers and LeBron James uh, for capturing a title. Uh, Lakers now tied all time with the Celtics for the most NBA championships and LeBron now to four championships. Uh, Not much more negative you can say about him. Uh, Like you said, he won his third one. championship with his third different team uh, which is an incredible accomplishment in itself Uh, so that's why I said he's definitely the most accomplished player in the in NBA history
0: now I heard you say something about Kevin Durant what were you saying about Kevin Durant
1: I said last season when he was playing in the playoffs and really in the regular season he was the best player in the world are you sure about that positive I don't believe so Last season? Who was the best player in the world last season? Who was the best
0: player in the world last season? Before he got hurt?
1: Period. LeBron. He wasn't better than Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. Who wasn't better than Kevin Durant? Not last year. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, you you can pull up the numbers. Kevin Durant was just the most efficient of his career. I understand Bro. who he's played. Listen, listen, before you get into I know what you're about to say. Before you get into that, he who he played with, pure basketball now. And it don't matter. You can look at the, the career numbers too. Kevin Durant is the most efficient shooter at his size and position in NBA history, period. He is a sniper. He can drop 40 on your head with ease. Don't need layups. Don't need to go to the free throw line. What more do I need to say? And what which
0: year are we talking about? Is it uh 1819 or 1920?
1: 1819, because Kevin Durant didn't play in 1920.
0: Sorry, I gotta pull up statistics. I wanna, you know, make sure this is accurate. You feel me? So.
1: I don't want no I don't want no BS with this guy. Uh you also need to put in account that LeBron missed how many games last year?
0: I so, think the
1: I think the argument is valid based on the sample size. So you saying
0: Kevin Durant was the best player in the world last year?
1: That is correct.
0: But James Harden was averaging 36. Okay. What do you
1: mean okay? I, I what's your point with that? James Harden was clearly the best player in the world last year. What was his field goal percentage? His field goal
0: percentage? Mm-hmm. He was averaging 36. And, uh, hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> his field goal percentage was 44%. What was
1: Kevin Durant's? He's
0: not even on the list, bro. He's it's not right. on the list. He's
1: not on the list, bro. It's all right. I, I can look it up for you. Um. Let's see here. Kevin Durant in 1819, he averaged, let's see, he averaged 26 points. Let's see what he shot from the field. Hmm. Field goal percentage, 52%. Uh, Let's see what he shot from three. Uh, 35%, not great, but shot 58% from two-pointers. Not bad, not bad. Six rebounds, six assists. Just casual. It's just casual. And you also need to take into account he didn't even need to play whole games. He didn't need to. I'm saying he, and then what did he do in the playoffs? He turned up a whole nother notch.
0: I, I would agree with that for sure. Definitely.
1: But Definitely. you're saying James Harden was the best player in the NBA last year.
0: He was though. Statistically, he was the best player in the world. He was the most unguardable player in the world. He averaged 36 points a game. I don't understand what you mean.
1: I'm just saying based off of how efficient Kevin Durant is, how easily he can score, the variety of ways he can score. So you're just going
0: off based off the eye
1: test then. Basically, from what
0: you see on the court, Kevin Durant is the the best player in the world.
1: Yeah. Eye test and stats. I mean, <laughs> I said he – listen, my argument was that he's the most efficient scorer.
0: Right. I'm I i I'm not disagreeing with that one because I know he's the most efficient scorer. Because I'm, do I think he was the best player in the world last year? I don't think so.
1: Uh, I do think. I mean, like I said, we can have disagreements, but I'm just saying that he was the best player in the world. And he really didn't need to do because if he had the volume of shots that James Harden takes and the volumes of free throws he takes, Cameron Durant would average 40. Because we saw in his MVP season when he had to do that, he can do it and still shoot efficiently. Uh, I digress because. I mean, his MVP season, 32 a game, seven rebounds, five assists. He still shot 50% from the field. Nearly 40% from three. My oh, man, is he's a walking 50-40-90 guy. So, like I said, last season, and then you take into account the playoffs, too. We know what James Harden does in the playoffs. Kevin Durant took it to a whole another level. He yep. was the guy. Yep. He was the guy for the Warriors. Uh, and when he got hurt, obviously, that, you know, that hurt him. And then yeah. trying to come back and whatnot, but... Like I said, before his injury in the playoffs, he's the best player in the world, in my opinion.
0: Do you think he's going to be able to do what he did coming off that
1: injury for Brooklyn? Uh, I'm not I'm not really worried about him shooting and whatnot. Like, is it going to come easy to him? Uh, yeah. I think he's going to have to kind of change the way he approaches the game and uh, be more of a back to the basket type guy, uh, spot up and shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a while before he can just drive by people like he used to and have that same confidence. Right. Um, to go up in the air and whatnot. But I think if you want him to be a spot up shooter, like, you know, create his own shot, he can do that still. But uh, if you want the full package, I think that's gonna take some time for him to be the same type of player he was uh pre injury.
0: What do you see him averaging as far 25. as like
1: points per game? Twenty five? Yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna hit thirty anymore in my opinion. Uh he understands how to win. Uh, games now and him dropping 30 35 every night is not going to be the answer. Uh right. you see LeBron James had that same type of maturity. Uh but he was already he was already a, you know, all-around player before but Kevin Durant's playmaking ability has certainly improved over the years and you can see it with the assist numbers. It's assist numbers uh increase every year. Obviously mm-hmm. that helped that he played with a couple of great shooters but even like in his last few years at OKC he he uh would improve his uh assist ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last season uh he averaged 5 assists per game which was the second high of his highest of his uh career in OKC. Right. Um so that just shows you that he understands what he needs to do and that getting his teammates involved is important and not just you know uh scoring the ball himself. Because mm-hmm. Kevin Durant could be the type of player James Harden is, but that doesn't equate to championships. And, you know, Kobe said it before he passed RIP Kobe. Uh, that type of basketball doesn't win you games. So right, right. that's why I judge players differently, which is why LeBron is still the greatest player in the NBA right now, because Harden can average 30 points for the next five seasons, and I still won't consider him the best player in the NBA even if Kevin Durant and LeBron leaves, because you got to be able to score efficiently. And obviously that helps when you're, the team is built in a much better way than the Rockets are built, who went completely analytic, analytics crazy and was like, oh, we're going to play sm- super small ball, not have a big man to guard Anthony Davis or any big man in the West. Because honestly, it wouldn't even matter, if, even if the Rockets made it to the um, – Western Conference Finals, because they're going to lose to the Nuggets anyway, because they can't guard big men. So right. uh, that's, you know, kind of my thoughts on the issue. Uh, like I said, I think Kevin Durant was the best player before he got injured. Obviously, LeBron came back healthy. And as that crown once again. So a way to go. But honestly, I mean, it's really been back and forth between those two. Obviously, Steph Curry tried to get in that equation as well. Um, but it, it just, it's, it has to be one of those two guys right now. Um, and Kevin Durant had it briefly in his MVP season, but then they, they got bounced out and that was a wrap for that. Uh, but there's been, there's been flashes where he's been the best player in the world. So, um, like I said, that's my thoughts on the issue. Um, going forward, um, what team,
0: um, What team do you see coming out of the East? And then what team do you see
1: coming out of the West? Uh, Unless the Clippers somehow uh, get better role players, uh, because they're just – they got a bunch of old guys, man. I mean, let's be honest. They got a bunch of old, wily veterans that, you know, the team is just not built correctly. Uh, To me, you should have kept Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He's a playmaker. Uh, you need a true point guard because Pat Beverly ain't it. So they need – they're going to look in the mirror and, and really evaluate what they need, the the needs they have. Because uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George cannot take the ball up the court and be the main initi- initiators of an offense, you know, that's going to get him a championship. Right. Uh, but for right now, I'm, unless something changes with them, I see the Lakers coming out of the West, mm-hmm. uh, the East – uh honestly um if everything comes together i I see the nets coming out the east i think that the 76ers haven't improved enough the celtics mentality they just don't know how to close games and i think gordon hayward that signing really hasn't paid off um and they have big men issues as well you know losing al horford was actually more of a detriment to al horford because he left and he got worse with the 76ers he doesn't mesh with that team um and their mentality man they just cannot close out anybody you know they can't win the big games and you know when in basketball it comes down to a mental game you just gotta have that mentality uh and for me I think that Milwaukee doesn't have a great mentality either (laughs) I mean you're laughing over there but I'm being serious um, Giannis, man, he – in playoff time, he, he just he just kind of whittles away, man. Uh Defenses build a wall around him and force him to take jump shots. And they don't have a second score. Uh, Chris Middleton has a second score, is inconsistent. And Eric Blesso really hasn't been the guy that they signed him to be. You know, he's not a threat to consistently knock down threes. And Brooke Lopez, man, you got to get in the paint at some point. I understand you can make threes, but I, I felt like he was getting a little shot happy on threes. That team in general uh, shot way too many threes against the Miami Heat. And the reason Miami Heat was able to go that far is because of their mentality. They're just a tough team to beat. Mm-hmm. And they consistently made teams grind it out and, and whatnot. And if you don't have that championship mentality, you're not going to beat the Heat. Uh, right. But I can see the Heat being back in the Eastern Conference finals next season, uh, just depending on the circumstances. Uh, But I I really like the Nets. They got a a nice young core. Obviously, Durant, Irving, this is going to take a while for them to mesh and and figure out how to play well, uh, play well together, uh, and figure out who's going to be the closer and whatnot. But if they can truly have that great relationship they uh, seem to have off the court, on the court, uh, the potential is endless. Uh, the East compared to the West, you really only need a couple of stars and and some solid bench play. You know the the Nets have a, a solid bench right now, and I, I could see them very well making a run. They got nice young talent and Jared Allen. Uh, you also got um, Spencer Dinwiddie. And um, boy, Lavert is a problem. Yeah, Kar- Karis Laverde That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah, so problem. they have they have pieces in place now. It's about putting it together and and coaching. And hopefully they're, the coaching is good enough to get them over the hump. Uh, the only thing I worry about is that Eric Spolstra is an elite coach that can really outcoach some of the best teams. So uh, that's what I want worry about. But at the end of the day, I see I see a potential Lakers Nets Finals preview. Um, and that, that will be, <laughs> that'll be a really, really great series. Uh, I'm not going to be here to make predictions just yet. I want to kind of see it unfold. But, uh, you know, that's going to be star-studded finals. You got L.A. and Brooklyn, uh, that East Coast-West Coast battle. So I think that will be legendary for sure. Um, the, the, the the playing field would definitely be even, in my opinion, for the first time between KD and LeBron. So I think that will be a really, really intriguing series. And that's something I want to see at least one more time before – uh, one of them retires.
0: Yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm excited for the upcoming season for sure because we finally get all the stars back, everybody getting healthy. So now, you know, we're going to be able to see some real competitive basketball and it's going to be exciting. I'm ready to see KD and Kyrie. Kyrie, probably one of my favorite point guards. I want to see Kyrie, Steph, Klay, Autumn. I just want to see everybody. You know, it's going to be a fun season. But for me, who I see coming out of the East. Um, I like Brooklyn as well. I ain't going to sleep on Boston because I feel like they just missing something. I don't know what it is, but they missing something. I don't know, but I'm going to say Brooklyn for now. It's between Brooklyn and Boston for me coming out of the East, but I'm going to lean towards more towards um Brooklyn because I like, I like that nucleus that they have with KD and Kyrie because I feel like they like a mesh. They mesh together pretty well off the court. So we're just gonna see what they have to do on the court. And I like Levert, um, Joe Harris. You know he's a knockdown three point shooter. Dan Witty can give you twenty off the bench. Um, so I like I like that they got some good talent in uh, Brooklyn for sure. And then coming out of the West, um, honestly I'm gonna go with the Lakers, but. I want to, uh, I'm going to say more than one team. I'm going to say the Lakers, and I think, I'm going to say Denver. Denver, I like their squad. They definitely got a nice little squad over there in Denver for sure. But until they can dethrone, you know, LeBron James, and um, I see L.A. I'm going to say L.A. and Brooklyn coming out of the uh, East and West for sure. Oh, well, um. Fast forward. um, So I wanted to get into fashion today. So I wanted to see, you know, what uh, influences your style, Dev, um, as far as like putting on a nice fit or, you know, stepping out or you want to look good for a a certain day. what styles slash influence influencers help you, you know, pick out what you want to wear for the day or, you know, your style in general?
1: Yeah. So, uh, for me, uh, I like to always have somewhat of a decent outfit on when I go out on places. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is inspired by a lot of different things. Um, you know, depending on the time of year and, and what the weather is feeling outside it will kind of obviously dictate that. But uh, I do have some of the influence like from you, uh, I got some influence from you, uh, our aunt Pat. She, uh, she has been a big influence as well in some of what I wear and, and kind of helping mold, uh, you know, kind of what how I approach, you know, day to day life and what, you know, I wear in general. Um, and you know, just looking online and, and kind of get inspiration as well. You know, a lot of football players uh, for me, like Jamal Adams, uh, Cam Newton, uh, players like that uh, in the NFL and in the NBA. Um, you know, I would say, uh, LeBron to some degree as well, um, kind of help influence as well. I think that, you know, obviously, I'm not gonna go after the crazy outfits that Cam Newton wears or, you know, the, the eccentric, I would say, uh, or Jamal Adams, you know, with some of what he wears, but kind of seeing what they do and then kind of, you know, taking my own spin on things. Sometimes I would say that I, uh, you know, gather inspiration from them or just whenever I see something online in general, um, you know, when people, someone's wearing a pregame outfit or, you know, someone's showing to a press conference or something like that, you know, I always kind of draw inspiration from that and, and always looking to see, you know, would that be something I'd be interesting in wearing or something that I'll be interested on in uh, trying out for the first time or something like that. Because I mean, only in recent times, like in the last few years, I've, you know, kind of gotten uh, really attached to flannels. I think that, you know, that's kind of a nice addition to have, especially in a fall weather where it's kind of chilly not kind of not chilly and you know something nice to wear when it's kind of in between you know it's not something too too much too heavy Uh, it's not something that's too light as well that you'll be freezing uh, most of the night if you're going to be outside so for me uh, those kind of things kind of help influence you know what I wear and, and what I look at on a daily basis and you know, then some other people that are on TV, uh, you know, like reporters or like anchors and uh, people uh, commentators as well. Uh, especially when you know, for work, like I'll I'll dress up like once or twice a week and and try different things. And then especially in the fall and winter, uh, you know, I'll um, put in things like having a, a sweater on top of a shirt and tie or. Uh, kind of messing around with different things like that or just wearing a plain straight up sweater sweater or even, you know, bringing out a trench coat or, um, you know, one of those big winter coats. So for me, uh, it, it comes from a variety of different areas, always looking uh, for something that I think I would look good in or trying something new. Um, you know, obviously something that I kind of even want to get more into is wearing um turtlenecks and, and wearing those type of, uh, outfits in general. Um, so that's uh, kind of what I draw inspiration from for, in terms of fashion. Um, and then, like I said, I draw something from you as well. Uh, see what you wear and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, trade clothes at times and, and see, you know, the, the type of stuff you wear as well. Uh, Dante as well, our little brother. So, um, you know, it's a variety of different places, but, you know, like I said, I'm always willing to see what other people are wearing and see, you know, think about, you know, would I, you know, wear something like that or attempt something like that. So that's that's kind of where I draw mine from.
0: Oh, that's nice, man. You actually give me some credit. I appreciate that, man. You feel me? Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, As far as speaking about, um, fashion and, you know, where I get my style from, um, definitely, you know, if I want to dress up like suit and tie or something nice, I'm definitely looking at what you wear for sure, because you've had that, you've had that shit on lock for years. So I definitely look to you, you know what I'm saying, to your style to so I can, um, you know, figure out how I want to dress as far as like putting a tie together or let's say I want to put a shirt underneath a suit jacket or a belt or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Make sure I have my pants tailored. I'm always looking at what you wore and definitely adding that into what I, into my style. Um But as far as like the casual fits and stuff like that, I really, honestly, I really like, most of the time I either look to our little brother Dante, because he he like he he probably one of the best casual dressers in the house as far as like putting the fit together. But um definitely look to Dante. Um and also um I would say who am I wanna say? I'm gonna say like Kyrie Irving, the way he dresses um, it's more of like the casual, like graphic T-shirt, you know, jeans, um, you know, Nike shoes or whatever. So that's kind of where I graph my style around. Um, I don't really, I don't really like wearing nothing flashy like that. It's not really my style. But if I want to look nice, I'm definitely looking towards, you know, getting influence from you. And if I want to dress casual, I definitely get my influence from Dante, either Kyrie. Cause it's just a casual fit. But even even a casual fit will look nice too. So that's where I definitely get my style and my influences from for sure. Um hmm, let me see. I do have a question though. Yep. What what is a typical What's a uh, okay? What's a dress up? Say what's a, put me a put a fit together
1: for what occasion? Let me
0: see. Let's say for a a birthday dinner occasion. It's at a five star restaurant. Put me a fit together. <clears throat> what is the weather? The weather is. Hmm. It's fall weather.
1: Uh, fall weather. Um. Yes. So depending on the occasion and and how close you are with the friends, uh, for some like that, I would say uh, depending on, you know, um, like I said, how close you are with the friends or whatnot. If you want for a more subtle look, I would probably throw on, um probably some some brown loafers, um, potentially navy or gray pants, um, and then some sort of sweater. Uh, if it's like a navy, if it's navy's pants, I would say probably um, like a lighter color, right? Maybe, maybe a tan or something, maybe uh, a dark tan or um, something along those lines. Uh, but if you are wearing gray pants, then you have a lot more uh, leeway. Uh, So for me, like I have uh, like a a super tan sweater um, that I like to wear sometimes, especially in the fall or or even closer to winter. Um, I probably would pair that with um, probably maybe even jeans, a darker pair of jeans and then uh, some brown loafers. Um, But if it's like someone you're closer to and you want to, you know, have more of a nicer look, um, you could even, um, like I said, depending on the situation, you could put on a, a collared shirt and, you know, just some plain slacks and uh, a brown shoe or black shoe, depending on the color of the shirt. Um, it really just depends on kind of the vibe you're going for and, and what the weather is like and whatnot. Uh, but uh, I like to keep it simple sometimes. So, you know, it, it it also is about, you know, trying to figure out, you know, sweaters that, you know, match your skin tone or, or match where you're going after as well. Uh, like I said, I, I really like sweaters. I have uh, this kind of uh, mahogany, uh, dark, like maroon sweater that I like to wear. Um, I would throw that on with uh, probably uh, jeans and then uh, probably like either boots or um, just some brown casual shoes that I have. So to me, it really comes down to what you're trying to go after. And, you know, if you want to go for a more subtle look or something that's going to attract more attention, or like I said, it just depends on who you are as well. Uh, for me, I go tend to go for subtle looks, but every now and then I'll go for a more flashy look, a more, you know, uh, look that may be out of my comfort zone, you know? Uh, so wearing something like, um, like a light blue shirt, uh, like for work, this I'm talking about work, but like wearing like a light blue shirt and like kind of a brighter tie, you know, and a gray, like, uh suit jacket, you know, that'll be more of a you know, I want to say out there look but more bold look compared to if you're just going to wear a white shirt uh, you know, with blue or black uh a, a navy or black suit. Um so uh, like for me, like I said, uh I tend to go with sweaters especially in uh the fall. You could even do um you could even do a um flannel You can even do a flannel as well, uh, just depending on what it is. And, um, but to me, if you're going to wear a flannel somewhere, uh, the underneath shirt needs to have like not too much going on, you know, sometimes you can wear a flannel with a t-shirt that's like a graphic t-shirt or something like that. If you're going to go out somewhere like a bar or something, or, um, you know, you're trying to have a more laid back look, but I feel like if you're going to somebody's dinner, then if you're going to wear flannel, it probably needs to be somewhat buttoned up and, uh, you know, kind of a more um, softer color, not something that's like harsh or something that's super bright. Uh, So like I said, depending on the circumstances and whatnot, you uh, need to wear certain things as well. But, you know, if, you know, say this dinner is going to turn into something else, you going out somewhere else to a bar or nothing like that or something like that, uh, then I would advise probably uh, going for a more casual look, even even more casual than that. Uh, You could, you know, throw on like a a long sleeve, uh, a long sleeve shirt that's not necessarily a flannel or not necessarily a dress shirt, Um, you know, have it open, you know, have a T-shirt underneath. Uh, jeans And then, you know, uh, maybe a pair of Air Force Ones or something like that. So, like I said, it depends on the vibe and what you're going after. But uh, there's so many different ways you could go with that. Uh, but enough about me. Now it's time for you to make your outfit. OK,
0: so you got to give me a. Uh, give me a situation.
1: Uh, summer night, you're going on the first date. First date, summer night. Um, okay. Um,
0: what type of restaurant?
1: Um, I won't say five star, but uh, like a somewhat significant restaurant.
0: Does it have outdoor seating?
1: Yeah, so you get the choice of sitting indoor or outdoor.
0: Okay, so a typical outfit for me on the first date, hmm. That's a good question. Um, as far as like a first date, you know, I just got to see how the vibe is. But for me, I'm definitely going to put on um, either a button up. Um, I'm going to go with a button up or a nice graphic t-shirt, either black or blue jeans. And it really just depends on the shirt. Now, if I'm let's see, I'm going to wear the green shirt. That's a green button-up shirt with black jeans. I'm going to make I'm going to tailor the pants, make sure they roll it up and then I'm going to put on black dress shoes. I feel like that's a nice that's a nice outfit for a first day, yeah. So you can go either way with that though. Like I could do the I could do a white button-up with jeans with my brown shoes, brown dress up shoes um and tailor the pants as well. Um I think the 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 most necessary thing for me on a first date, I just have to make sure my t- my pants are tailored. That's probably like one of my pet peeves for sure. That my pants got to be tailored if I'm going on a first date. Um, just because I want to be able to show off my footwork, and also you know I want to you know look clean from top to bottom. So that's definitely a a first day outfit for me. Will yeah definitely be green button up black pants, um black dress shoes, and make sure my pants is tailored, which is, you know, I think it's probably one of the best things to do as far as style-wise. But that's a typical first date for me. I'm not saying I will wear that all the time, but let's say I'm going to an extravagant date, I'm putting that outfit on, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it's going to be a nice time. I'm going to enjoy the view, the food going to be wonderful and stuff like that. So That's a typical, you know, first uh, day outfit for me, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, also for me, uh, some I like to do as well, uh, depending on the weather, sometimes in the summer uh, wearing that. So I'm kind of into the I got those three button up long sleeve shirts, uh, those um, Mark Anthony type shirts. Um I really like those. Uh what I like to do is uh the one I have right now is gray, so I'll throw that on uh with some jeans and, and some nice shoes. Uh you know, roll up the sleeves on the on the shirt um and kind of have more of a casual look. Uh you know, something that's not like too much, not too overbearing, uh especially like on you know, like a first date or something like that, or, or one of those cases where you're meeting someone for the first time or hanging out with unfamiliar people. I feel like that's like a more safe outfit where you don't have to necessarily stand out, but it's nice enough to where people are, you know, still like what you're wearing. Um, But like I said, you know, the more you can even get even more intricate on that. I mean, there are so many different scenarios where you can wear different things. And and really, like I said, depends on how you, how well, you know, the person, I feel like people tend to dress better when they don't know the person as well, but if they know they're dealing with and see them, you know, often, then that's when they kind of get more relaxed and, and show, you know, less of what they have to show uh, in their closet. But, you know, sometimes you uh, sometimes you need an eco boost as well. Sometimes you just need to, you know, get up, dress nice, and whatnot. So,
0: yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I love that statement for sure. Um, I do have another question for you. Um, what, how, what, what. Comes to your mind when you hear the word self love? What comes to your mind when you hear the word self love? Um, just really. What do you? Take, and what, do you and what do you think it means in your own perspective?
1: I think that it means uh, really taking care of yourself and and looking out for your best interests and and truly worrying about just yourself. I think that. In society, in in relationships, and in general, we tend to forget about ourselves. We tend to forget about taking those days to ourselves and doing things for ourselves. Uh, I know that I'm a giving person and, and like to do things for other people and you know see other people happy and, and make them happy. But at the end of the day, you got to remember that you know that's not the only person in the world. You know you have to worry about yourself and think to yourself in the mirror, like, you know, am I doing things that I want to do? Am I doing things that are making me happy on a daily basis? Am I doing things that, you know, show myself that I really do love myself, you know? And I think that, you know, that kind of starts with how you view yourself and how confident you are in how you look and, and how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And you know, uh, your security of your job, a lot of things are that factor into that. But I think that it starts with, you know, how you feel about yourself when you wake up in the morning and how you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror. Like, do you like what you see?
0: <clears throat>
1: do you like what you're thinking on a daily basis? Um, do you have those negative thoughts in your head? Do you have positive thoughts throughout the day? <clears throat> do you believe in yourself to get things done? Do you believe in yourself to? be able to, um, you know, apply what you know how to do? Uh, are you able to handle pressure? So there's a lot of things that kind of factor into that. And, you know, it's, it, it gets tougher the older you get because you're you constantly wonder if what you're doing currently is going to pay off down the line. And I think the biggest thing that comes with that as well is patience and understanding that things don't happen overnight and things don't, you know, happen for you like you want it to all the time. So I think the biggest thing is that, you know, people understand, you know, what they're good at, what they're good at doing and then just being able to be happy on a daily day, day day-to-day basis without the need of someone else, without the need of someone telling you, You know, you look good, you look handsome, you look pretty, you look beautiful, Um, you know, without having to need, you know, obviously people love reassurance and, and love to have that reassurance, but you have to truly believe what people are telling you when you're being reassured. You have to have that belief that, yes, I do feel that way about myself. And yes, that I do understand that I need to love myself. I need to understand that self-love comes with comes when I truly look myself in the mirror and say, yes, I do like what I see, you know, looking back at me and I do like how life is going. And I do like what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. So uh, to me, it, it means just truly having a happiness in your heart and, and not worrying about the outside opinions of yourself. I think that a lot of people do get bogged down with that and, and how other people view view you and and but at the end of the day the only thing that really matters is how the people closest to you view you and, and how you view yourself so uh that's what it kind of means to me and and you know kind of breaking down what that means to me but how about you what does self-love mean to you um
0: self-love to me self-love is the best love that you can give yourself um just the simple fact that, you know, if you don't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? So, you know, just being able to understand yourself, understand your growth, understand that you go through trials and tribulations, you just have to love yourself from the top to the bottom. Um, You know, worrying about, you know, what other people say about you and stuff like that is just not going to help you in the long run. So at the end of the day, you know, having self-love, you know, you know yourself, you know your worth, you know everything about yourself inside and out. And whatever somebody telling you, it doesn't even matter because at the end of the day, the people that love you know that, that you love yourself fully. And, you know, every day you wake up, you know that, you know, you're just growing in love, you know, by loving yourself. So just being able to, you know, step back and really just look at things from your own perspective and see that, yeah, you know, I have some things to work on. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, I love myself inside and out before I'm able to, you know, dive into a relationship or, you know, even dive into a friendship. You just have to make sure that you love yourself thoroughly, wholeheartedly as well. So uh, that's what it kind of means to me, you know, making sure that, you know, just like Ari Lennox was saying, you know, self-love is the best love for sure. So um yeah, that's what it definitely means for me though. Just to put it into perspective.
1: Yeah, I feel that. Um, I mean it it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but I think at the end of the day, uh it really just comes down to how you view yourself and you know, if you truly feel like you're happy with, you know, what you're doing with yourself and, and how life is going. So I think that's a big influence on Big, big influencer on that.
0: But yeah, um, you know, uh, any uh, positive affirmations you want to give before we go ahead and uh, slide on the ride here?
1: Yep, we're about uh, three weeks from um, the day we decide, you know, the fate of the country over the next four years. So uh, to everyone out there, uh, please register to vote if you have not already. And if you have, please go and vote. Um, whether you do mail in, whether you do stand in line to vote, uh, whether you have to stand in line for hours to vote, make sure that your voice is heard and make sure that you are a- ahead of this when, you know, coming in the next year or two when you're, you know, making complaints about the country. Uh, this is the time to. Try and and make change. And this is a time to make sure that you understand, you know, what these next four years may mean. So uh, go out and vote. Go out and uh, make sure that your civil duty as a citizen is heard and executed. So that is my positive information for the week, especially with uh, voting season just around the seat, just around the corner. uh, Make sure you go out and vote.
0: Yeah, I thoroughly agree. That's uh, that's great. We need that for sure. You know, make sure y'all please register to vote. We gotta get this clown, uh, we gotta get this clown out of uh, out of the office. Point blank period. You know, we got things we wanna accomplish as American people, and we not we're not gonna be able to do that with this guy in office. So let's get him out of here, let's go vote. Make sure y'all register to vote. You know what I'm saying? It's very important. This is probably one of the most important elections in history. We need to make history and get him out of office for sure. Um, my positive affirmation for today is to fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. So falling in love with yourself first, you're going to unlock the uh, gates to everything else that you want to unlock. So make sure you love yourself. Self-love is important. Make sure you go out here and vote as well. And, you know, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, podcast, you know, signing off. It's your boy, Don uh dev you know great podcast today we're definitely gonna pick this up next week for sure you know i'm a to holler at you man be safe out here and you know let's continue to get this thing rocking
1: yes sir you be safe too uh, i'll see you next week
0: yes sir